Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Millennial Discussions. Today we have the highly anticipated first time home buyers here. I am here with Joan and Chris. Um, these are my first time home buyers, and everyone has been asking for me to bring them on. They want to know their experience as first time home buyers, they want to know um, their experience with me as their real estate agent, and hopefully they can give you some tips as well. So, Joan and Chris, if you guys just want to introduce yourselves, give us a little bit on your background. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, <laughs> my name is Chris. Uh, I work as, I manage a baseball facility in Manhattan. Um, grew up in the Bronx, bought in the Bronx, so try to stay home. Um, yeah. Nice. Joan. I'm Joan. Hello, hello. Um, also from the Bronx, not the area we moved in, but not too far from. Okay. Uh, I work as a dancer and a teaching artist and an arts administrator. So mm -hmm. I have lots of different roles and wear lots of different hats. Nice. And yeah. Okay. So thank you guys for the introduction. That was kind of like HGTV. You know, the buyers have to introduce <laughs> themselves and what they do. Um, so the first thing we're going to go over, we're kind of going to, I'm going to ask you a few questions on, um, it's kind of giving me feedback on how was your experience with me. I know it's been, it's two years ago, but we kind of just recap it a little bit. Um, so the first question is, why did you choose to work with me? Um, I can go. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how we found you exactly. I think it was, it was Tyreek, I think. Yes. Yeah, he connected us. Yeah. Because we had a we had responded to a listing mm -hmm. that brought us to Tyreek, which then brought us to you. Yes. And then we went in and met in person with you and Dana before we even like went and saw the place, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, we saw we saw the place first. We saw oh yes. First. We but saw this place first, but we didn't know that we wanted to do this, so we went to look at more places. You wanted to look right. at more places. We were looking for more uh, just opportunities because we weren't sure what we, we, we were. We didn't doing. want to choose the first place yeah, that no, you saw. We had right. no idea what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. And you brought us in. You and Dana brought us in, and there was like we were in a very nice office, and there was like a PowerPoint, and we took home paperwork that you gave us. And I'm someone that likes to see visuals and have like mm -hmm. a very clear written out understanding and I think just from that experience I was like no this is who we gotta stay with <laughs> just from that because I felt like that was a little above and beyond what other people were doing when we were mm -hmm. we actually saw the space with someone else and it was like a very awkward and um different experience, experience. <laughs> yeah. but when we met with you it was like a total it was totally different and it's funny that you say that because um, some buyers don't like the buyer's consultation. That's what me and Dana had did with um, you guys. We did a buyer's consultation. Some buyers are like, no, we just want to go and see the place. Um, and that's why a lot of agents, they, you know, they're like, well, I'm not going to waste my time. If you don't want to sit down with me, then I'm just going to take you to see the place. Um, the, the problem with that is you don't stand out, number one. And number two, if they're first time home buyers, you can't listen to them. They don't know what they're doing. And if you're the agent, you're experienced in this. You know what works. So you have to let them know, look, if you want to get to the closing table, this is the way that works. This is the way that has worked in the past. It's the way that we're going to get you to the closing table. Right. So I'm glad you guys um, 
enjoyed that part. So what was your experience like working with me? Now, I want to say this before uh, <laughs> we go into this. Um, it was a roller coaster. But sure. I'll let you I'll let you explain the roller coaster and you know what you were feeling because I know for me as the agent, um, it's always a roller coaster. So I'm kind of used to it. Um, the thing is, as the agent, no matter how high or how deep that drop is, we have to keep our emotions um, intact because right. if I'm going crazy, then you're gonna go crazy, and that's not going to help anyone get anywhere so what was your what was it your experience like from your um, perspective so we thought this was going to be a lot faster but there was a lot of things in the way whether it was money or if it was credit or if it was like our debt to salary ratio that's the income yep. yeah so it was just like what's happening one day we were approved one day we were like hold on there's this happening and it was a very long process um but working with you i remember specifically like calling you one night it was like nine o'clock at night like what is going on right now <laughs> i don't understand i'm at work and i have to like fill out this paperwork and do this and i was like this is really stressful like i don't understand and just kind of like working with you you could kind of tell that you really just you cared and which we appreciate which you could tell from our like first consultation and forward um then like very honest like letting us know what's always happening keeping us up to date and just saying it's going to be okay we just have to do this we have to wait for this um which kind of make made us feel like it never made us feel we were never getting the place okay. even how long it, it took, took us yeah. an eight month eight month process eight um, months but Jeez. I've never felt once we weren't going to get it. Mm -hmm. I just felt like the guy who was selling it was just going to be like, you know what, forget this. Right. At one point. That you know, was, yeah, that was a fear, I remember. Yeah, I think that that was going to be like the thing that was going to happen. But working with you, I never felt any type right. of discouragement or anything like that. Good, good, good. There good. were definitely times where I was on the phone with you, like, I'm not going to say I cried, but I was getting <laughs> close to crying because it was frustrating. Like, we... Very. There were so many things that were out of all of our hands that were happening. I felt that we just kind of had to, yeah, just roll with the punches for. Just wait, wait it through. So yeah. um, I would definitely describe the process as turbulent, <laughs> to say the least, yeah. to sum that all up. Um, so the thing is, you guys bought a co-op. Mm -hmm. So with co-ops, um, I definitely recommend co-ops and condos to first-time home buyers if they don't know anyone that has purchased before um or if they've never even rented by themselves because some people come from their parents house to a uh, buying on their own which is fine but it's it's like a, a brick getting thrown on you if you've never owned by yourself all of those responsibilities at once um like i said unless you know someone that owns a house and you know the responsibilities that come with it i always recommend starting small um so yeah, you guys bought a co-op and the co-op process in New York um, City that I always tell people, look, just buckle your belt because we're going to be in this for six months. I set the expectation at six months. If it happens sooner, then everybody's happy. Um, and if it takes a little longer, at least we knew it wasn't going to be quick, right? That's what I always try to explain because 
the co-op process makes the agents want to pull their hair out. So I can imagine how it makes the buyers feel and sellers as well. Um, I feel like just communicating with, you know, over communicating with your buyers is, is good because as long as they feel like, you know, you're not hiding from them because then, then that makes them panic on top of them not getting any answers. You know, there's the, with the co-ops, there's the board process. Uh, there's so many people involved with the co-op process that it's a lot, you know, even the agents, it's like, after we get to, after we get you to the contract signing, we're, we're, we're trying to like hold the pieces together, but it's really out of our hands. There's so many, you know, hands that the, the process goes through that it's, it's a little frustrating for everyone. Um, so the last question, I know the answer to, but I'm going to ask it so you can tell the listeners and the audience, uh, would you recommend anyone to hire me as their agent? hundred percent. No question. Yeah. We yeah. always do whenever someone's like, yes, mentioning it, mentioning it. Yeah. I feel like I need some of your business cards to just like keep in my wallet. I can definitely give those to you. No, there's been multiple, multiple occasions that. Yeah. You know what I'll do also? I'll send it virtually because um, I do have cards that I need to get rid of, um, but I'll definitely send it to you um, in the email. It's a picture of it, so or I'll text it to you. So it's a picture and you can just send it send yeah. it out. Um, yeah. But I do appreciate it. I will say that you guys have definitely uh, kept me top of mind when it's time for um, anyone to buy, anyone that you know that's talking about real estate. You guys have definitely um, been on top of that. So... Um, the question that everyone is waiting for, what has your experience been like as first-time home buyers now being in your home for two years? A little over two years now, because we made two years in August, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is like, we did a lot of, because it's a co-op and not, mm -hmm. we're not renting. We did a lot of like, well, I did, well, with the assistance of Chris, we did a lot of DIY like renovations because- mm -hmm. I know you remember the co-op wasn't like in the most nope. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Maxine was like, are you sure you want to look at, like, we were kind of like, are we really going to look at this? Because, you know, whoever did the pictures, it was just it like. It was the pictures. The pictures, the pictures did not do any justice. And I was like. There was like clutter and garbage. It and was terrible. And then when we walked in, I was like, oh. Right. You know, you, when you walk in, you could see that as long as you brung your vision, it was good. It wasn't like, you know, um holes in the walls or anything like that. It was, you needed to bring your own vision to the space and the pictures did not tell that story. So right. pictures are very important. Yeah, definitely learn that from, when we do sell this, I know that we're gonna have to get, well, you will help us do that, but we'll get- Absolutely. But that was, that was um, a lot of work. And I feel like we are, I feel like we're at the point where we finish the majority of them but it's, this is like no more, but it was just, it's a lot of work to make a space, the space for me, at least you want it to be. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a big, like you were saying, like the transition from living with your parents to buying a house is really big, but the transition from living to your parents to coming into a co-op is also really big. There's just yeah. a lot of things you have to, you know, sort out with like living on your own and yeah. like being, it's really great because the community in this co-op is awesome. Like everyone's so friendly and Aww. I feel like we know especially we adopted a dog so now that we're always with the dog everyone knows us with the dog and it's, nice it's really it was a big adjustment and I do feel like two years we're finally 
finally getting to the point where we're starting to like get a flow. Would you yeah. agree? Um, I would just say that make sure you have you budget correctly, but yeah. also most importantly, it's I, I felt like I, I even thought I didn't really think ahead when it comes to like, all right, you put your down payment down, but then you have the lawyer cost and then you have this. So if you, whatever the 10% is, add like 6,000 to it. And then when you're finally paying all the bills, then you're like, damn cable. Then you have Con Ed, <laughs> then groceries. And then you have all the things you didn't have to realize. But I think what helped me was before I moved out of my parents, I got this, I was already paying all my bills. So I knew what that budget was. Right. And then I kind of knew what the budget was when I moved in. So it helped me more. So if you don't pay anything and you're living at home, I suggest you start paying something before you buy. Um, That's that brick I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It hit you in the face. So yeah. and whatever your 10% is, make sure you got like 20% in the bank. Right. Because then it's going to help you because when you want to buy the thing that you want, like the furniture or the bed or re redo this or DIY this. Mm -hmm. it's, it won't hurt as much and you won't put it off time after time after time again. Yeah. Um, but I definitely suggest that you buy my deal breaker. She wanted to move out. I didn't. I wanted to stay home. But I said the only way we'd do it if we could buy. And okay. we didn't think it was, well, we didn't kind of like know if that was that possible. But uh, it was. So anyone can move out. There's no point in spending $1,500 a month for something that you're just going to get back. Right. Right. At least we have an asset, you know, for we want to sell it, um, which which I was really looking for. So when we do sell it, we could get like what we actually want. Exactly. We that we, want. we could get whatever that we want yeah. in the future. And I yep. think that's like super important. That's why I kind of tell my friends now who all live in Manhattan, Brooklyn, mm -hmm. you know, spending twenty three hundred dollars a month on a studio. More sometimes. And I'm just like, dude, let's just go back home. Wait for right. six months and get something on your own, buy a house, buy a yep. co-op, buy whatever you need. That's I feel like it's not, it's not spoken about as much because I know a lot of, a lot of friends that I told when we moved out, when we explained that, you know, we bought it and we weren't renting, they were like shocked, like that, mm -hmm. that would be a possibility. And it does require like to have savings and it does require credit and to be transparent, like we had to have my mom help sign for one of the documents because of my, um, there was a lot of things with like my work because I do a lot of freelance stuff and it wasn't yes. too consistent. Like there was some issues, but mm -hmm. if you can like gather all that or just gather the savings, like, and think of the future of, yeah, you're not spending like three grand a month and that becomes like part of your equity, you know? Exactly. So something that you'll see back. So I actually love the point that you made, um, Chris, because me as an agent, um, my latest podcast is funny because my latest podcast, the title is don't rush to buy a house. Right. And honestly, in the real estate community, a lot of people push, um, buying a home with little, um, with little to no money down or buying a home with bad credit. It doesn't resonate with my purpose. Like I don't, I don't, I never tell buyers that I never, if you're a buyer and you want to buy without, um, any money down, or you want to buy and you don't have credit, I'm going to refer you to someone else because I understand how important it is to um, own a home. And people think it's this super easy thing and it's rainbows and, you know, the <laughs> clouds are white and fluffy all the time. It's really not, right? And um, 
So I love that, Chris. It's, it's so crazy because I resonate with that so much. Like, I always want to make a plan with people, like even my friends. So I have friends that are like interested in it because they see me posting and they're like, oh, I want to buy a home. And I'm like, let's create your plan. They don't want to create a plan. And I'm like, I'm telling you right now, you know, I'm okay with losing a client if you don't want to create a plan. If you don't, you haven't even looked at your finances. You don't have any money saved. Your credit is not good. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. And I would prefer you rent than to try and get yourself into because a foreclosure is going to take you two to seven years to get off of your credit, right? Like that's going to knock you back down to where it's going to be even hard for you to rent. So I'd rather us um, in the podcast that say it's better to buy smart and right than to buy fast because it, it just it just doesn't make sense, right? The point of buying a house is for is to start your financial stability. And if you're not financially stable, then it doesn't make sense to go into it. Like Chris was saying, um, there's down payment and then there's closing costs. And then there's other little small fees that come along with making a purchase. And I try to explain that to people as well. You can't just say, oh, I have $10,000 saved. Okay, that's good. You know, that's, that's a start. That's a base. But now I need you to understand that there's closing costs. And I also need you to understand that there's an appraisal, there's inspection, you know. So when I say let's create a plan, it's so you're not surprised, right? Or you're not penny pinching and we don't know if we can get you to the closing table. The plan is to bulletproof the process. And that's my point. You know, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to get you to the closing table. And because I've done it before, I know what's going to get us there. So creating a plan, budgeting, knowing your finances, um, I think it's extremely important. I'm really glad that Chris touched on that because some people just like, you know, skip over it. But owning a home, even like you said, even moving from your parents' house to a co-op was a big adjustment mentally and financially for you guys. So it, I, don't, I don't advise people to rush into, if your finances are there, then absolutely, right? We can help you buy a house, multifamily. But if you are looking for a starter home, you know, a lot of people are against co-ops and condos and, you know, cause it's not as glamorous. Glamorous, not, it's not important. What's important is building your uh, financial um, foundation. Building your financial foundation, it should be more important than what looks pretty, right? Because like I said, foreclosure can take two to seven years. Some In some states, even up to 10 to come off of your credit and that can hinder you from even renting something else. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really glad that you guys um, spoke on that. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, That's funny. You said the thing that people are so against co-ops and condos because a lot of like your side of the family, my side of the family, were like, don't do a co-op. Mm-hmm. Like the way it was painted is that um, like, the board and the people are going to like run everything we do and they're going to say no things and they're going to like not listen to what like they're like yeah do whatever like just let us know like do this renovation just like hit us up and make sure you're not gonna not like we knock down a wall but you know make sure you're not gonna screw up a hole into someone else's apartment right like it was so and i guess that's just from our experience in our co-op but it was just funny how so many people were so against co-ops and like more towards condos, which are of course, I think a lot more expensive. Yeah. Um, yep. So co-op. Yeah, what's with all the hate about co-ops? So um, condos are usually more expensive in the purchase price, but in the Bronx, I'll speak for the Bronx, the HOA fees 
are cheaper than um, the maintenance fees for co-ops. So co-ops have maintenance fees, condos have HOA fees. And yeah, so the HOA fees are usually lower than the maintenance fees, but the purchasing price of a condo is usually higher than the purchasing price of a co-op. Now with co-ops, the maintenance fees include your taxes. Um, your property taxes are included in your maintenance like 98% of the time. Um, also the maintenance for the co-op, anything goes wrong, almost anything goes wrong, um, the co-op takes care of it, right? So that's what, that's the perk of also, like I said, that's a perk of buying a co-op. Um, and condos, you're kind of on your own. Like they might do trash, they might do snow removal, but that's just about it. So condo is that there's a little more leeway there. Um, so the thing with co-ops, I will say, the, um, it's a longer process one. People don't really understand that co-ops, just because you don't own the actual um, real, it's not like you're not owning the real property, you own shares in the corporation, which is the building. And the shares really are in correlation to the square footage of your apartment. And just like in the stock market, you can make money off of buying stocks. You will make money. It's real estate regardless, right? You will make money. It will appreciate as long as, you know, you, we're in the right market and we go with the flow. You guys will make a profit. So I always explain it to people that way. One, it's not money going down the drain. Two, you will make a profit. And three, it's just like the stock market. If anyone, if you would invest into the stock market, then as long as we've done our research on this building and the finances of the building, which we've done, that's, you know, we had the attorneys go all, over all of that. I think it's a sound investment. I think it makes more sense than, you know, if your budget doesn't allow you to buy a condo and you want to purchase, co-ops are, um, co-ops are a good option. Like yeah. I said, the process is a lot longer very can be very turbulent but like you said it's um because people don't understand there's a lot of you know myths that go around and also um the board interview scares a lot of people now i won't say that um that some co-ops are not scary there are some boards that just don't approve you take forever to because I, I dealt with that at another um co-op that i sold the board took forever for no, like, it was very unnecessary. They were not nice people, but you guys got lucky. You had, you know, um, a nice board. And even with the other co-op, we closed it, but it just took a lot longer. So that's, that's the scary part to buyers. You know, you have to be approved to buy into that building, but it's just like, you want to do your research on the finances of the building. The building wants to make sure that you are, um, a good investment into their building as well. That's what the board interview is. As long as, you know, we can't speak for everyone. As long as the process is, um, the people on the board are fair humans, then that's what the process is to make sure that financially you're stable enough to get into the building and to not bring a deficit into the building. I also took about six, seven, eight months as a positive because that took me a long time to like, I saved up more money. Like I spent the down payment and then I saved, I ended up saving like 6,000 more. Exactly. But, I, but we were both fortunate that we were at our parents' house. So right. like, you know, the luxury of right. that. Mm -hmm. um, but with that being said, I took those six months as like cool because I kind of 
didn't go broke, but almost went broke after like all these little payments here and yeah. there. And then I got to save up again, which like helped me for, you know, the closing costs, the this, the that. So um, I took it as more of a positive. Than yeah. So that, that is really important. Um, I really hope that people listen to this and understand that finances is a like the biggest part of buying a home, right? Like that shouldn't be something that we look over, right? Like don't even think about the house yet. We need to look at your finances first. Like don't worry about what kind of house you're buying, where you're going to buy the house. We need to look at your financial house. Like let's look at that house. What does your financial house look like? Um, what is the plan? Um, because like I said, there's, I, I usually don't like to give people numbers like, oh, how much should I have saved? because that varies on the property that you buy, if you're buying a co-op or a condo, because the closing cost on a condo is higher than the closing cost for a co-op. Mm -hmm. Because again, the condo is a real property. So that's the closing cost is completely different. And it would be even higher if you bought a home, a single family home or you know a multifamily home. So I always tell people that that's, credit is important, your finances are extremely important and there's no need to rush. I'd rather us do it right um, than to do it fast. Yeah. So guys, you were amazing guests. I really appreciate this. I'm going to send you this link so you can uh, send it out to, you know, your friends. I'm going to definitely text you my, um, I'm going to text you my business card so you can text that out to people as well. Um, Thank you so much for giving me this time. Uh, we're going to say bye to our listeners, to the audience. Thanks for tuning in to Millennial Discussions. Bye, guys.